realized that we did our Independence Day tribute just a bit too early. So we came back to give more Independence Day tribute, and nothing says it like the American. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, and the people at J.C. Newman. I enjoy and I appreciate. And you've smoked J.C. Newman cigars. You smoked the Brick House when you've been worried about cost because they are low cost and incredibly high yield in the Brick House. And then you've smoked some of the big stuff, the Julius Caesar, the Diamond Crown, the Black Diamond. You've done the Maximus. Great cigars. You've even had some Cuesta Reyes. But the, the American, I would argue, and they can disagree with me over at J.C. Newman, maybe the least well-known of the J.C. Newman cigars. This is the Toro we're doing. It's a 6 by 54 so the cigar is six inches long. Tee-hee. Always makes Fingers Malloy laugh. And the ring gauge is 54, so that's the diameter of the cigar, basically how thick the cigar is around. Tee-hee. Just to give you an idea, a 64 ring gauge would be a full one inch. So this is a Florida sun-grown wrapper. It's Connecticut broadleaf in the binder and the filler, and this entire cigar is made in the USA. So enter all Murica jokes right there. Uh, Big, bold, earthy, rustic. It's just just full of just come to papa kind of flavors right here. We just lit this up. Just getting a few puffs into it. Fingers Malloy, where you at? Well, right off the bat, you know, just a slight, like a tinge of pepper for me. And then there are some bread notes that I'm getting off of this, and then maybe some wood. Now, I'm with you on the wood. It's absolutely, you can feel the cedar uh, in there. There's a nice little bit of, of cream, big smoke coming off of it. This wrapper is, it feels great. I wouldn't call it oily, but I would say a touch of velvety is is where it's at. It's J.C. Newman. The construction's just fine. It's not a whiff of all bat. It's a beefy I'd, stick. I'd give it just, I would love a touch more heft. Whiff of all bat is our terminology for when a cigar Feels like it's a little light. Feels like it's a little light. It needs a little more something to it in the in the in the hand, right? It's because it, it comes off when you look at it. You think it's going to be a thicker cigar. Comes off a touch lighter than that. Really, I felt that, like feeling it. It feels kind of uh, sturdy in the hand, beefy, if you will. Uh, I, I don't look at this, and you no, know, it's not a wiffle ball bat. I'm surprised though, looking at this uh, in your hand, that you you feel like it feels a touch light. It's just the way it feels to me. I mean, everyone's yeah. going to be a little bit different. They're right. going to feel it uh, for, for themselves. There's definitely that cedar. There's definitely that, that, that earth. There's a, you call it bread. I think that's a good pick. There's even a little bit of coffee uh, connection going in here uh, with this. The American from J.C. Newman. And J.C. Newman's very great because if you ever go down to Tampa, Florida, and you're in Ybor City, which is Cigar City, USA, boom, there, uh, there they are. Now, when you break down your cigar and you're smoking it, make sure you break it into thirds. First third, second third, and final third. That's exactly what you want to do. What did you eat that day? What did you drink that day? What's going on with you? What kind of weather is it? Crazy heat's been going on in central Indiana when we have been able to get together and make this happen. That changes you. That changes metabolism. That changes what's going on in, in the saliva. Thirsty. You're sweating a little bit. It can change the cigar. This cigar works for this weather. Yeah, it, it does. But my question to you, Tony, you know, you lived in Tampa for a time. For, for people who have never been to Tampa, for people who uh, have, have, don't live in Tampa, what is the cigar vibe like 
down there. Oddly enough, when I lived in Tampa, I never actually got a cigar vibe from the rest of the city. It was really an Ebor City thing, and Ebor City is a place, Ebor, Y-B-O-R, that's how it's, it's spelled, it's pronounced Ebor, that went through a series of trying to grow, like trying to build, and never really uh, got there, but there were always these people who were rolling and small places, uh, El Sol, I remember being one of them, I don't think it's there anymore, uh, where you could get uh, the, these cigars. So I never, unfortunately, got that cigar vibe. I don't know if Tampa was was not interested in, in in buying in, or maybe it's just I didn't live there long enough when I had just gotten into cigars to really experience what that could be. I, I can't tell you which one it, it is, but now that you see the things happening so much across the country, you don't have to go specifically, but it is worth going just to check it out and some great stories and and things and things like that. J.C. Newman, I like, and 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 they're becoming more a part of. Things uh, that that I do, we have done, by the way, the Diamond Crown, the Julius Caesar, we've done the Maximus, and we've done uh, the, the Black Diamonds. I think we have reviewed Brick House before. I don't think we've done Cuesta Ray on the show. I don't think we've done a Cuesta Ray cigar. So this would be number six <laughs> in, in the, in the J.C. Newman line that we've done. I like what's happening here. There is... There are a couple of flavors that are coming across and staying to come across. And sometimes when, you, when, you're, you know, when you're smoking a cigar, remember, your objective is to toast the palate. You want to get the whole of the mouth involved. If you want to bring things out through the sinuses, that retrohale, it, it, it's not an easy thing to do. It, it takes practice to do that. I'm getting flavor on the tongue. And with cigars, I don't always get flavor on the tongue. It doesn't always happen for me that way. But this, the American is giving me a lot, a lot of flavor and a very nice and even, no issue. You're, you're, yep. not, you're, you're mostly even, I'm going to argue. Yeah, a little bit of a canoeing effect, but for the most part, it's, it's pretty even. It feels like a well-constructed a cigar. A bright white ash. Yes. And especially contrasted against that um, into the milk chocolate of the wrapper. The American's a good cigar, but I don't know if it's everybody's cigar. And as we always discuss value here, is it in your humidor for $20 a stick? Wow. Uh, look, we are just into it. We're in the first third. I, but I, at this point, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reserve my judgment, but I'm leaning no at this point because we've had so many sticks that have been in the $10 to, to $15 range that I've enjoyed more than this. I am a yes on this because this hits in the spot that I adore, and that is that earthy kind of flavor. Oddly enough, I usually get that, and, I, and, and I've had people disagree with me, and, and every palate's different. I get that more from Nicaraguan cigars, especially that leather kind of, uh, of taste and feel, which to me makes a cigar. Yet so many of the things we do, we've done so many Dominicans as of late. I'm, I'm appreciating that more. This is in my humidor. It's just not a full box in my humidor. There is, could I buy a box and then smoke it over the year? Yes, absolutely. But if I have a chance to pick up a couple and just have them in the humidor and that for, for the next couple months, totally fine. That's where I like to be uh, with this cigar, the American. And, and it comes in a series of sizes. You can get it uh, as, as a 7x47 uh, you can get it as a four and a half by fifty. That I guess you, I guess you call that a robusto size right there. And then there's a, tor- a torpedo six and an eighth 
by uh, 52 and you can find that between 16 and 20 22 dollars uh, a, a stick but i get what you're saying and you do have to smoke it a little bit more and then you got to smoke it again smoke it on a different day compare it to those notes that you already took and see if you're getting the same thing you might find you enjoy this more in the winter than in the summer more in the fall than in the spring i don't know and neither does anybody else one of the things we should get into is this idea of, of, of expertise in cigars. There are cigar experts, but none of it matters if you're not enjoying it. If an expert says this is good and you're like, this is garbage, well then for you, it is. For me, this is not. This is good, the American. From J.C. Newman, this is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow the Eat, Drink, Smoke show on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. I don't know what else could be sadder than a recall of shrimp. Considering, you know, I love shrimp. Eat, drink, smoke. Tony Katz, an America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Avanti Frozen Foods. A nationwide frozen shrimp recall. And the only reason we're talking about recalls is because we feel here at Eat, Drink, Smoke, it is our patriotic duty. This is what we have to do for the, for the people, Fingers. We don't want people eating bad fish. Salmonella. Ugh. Ugh. So these are pre-cooked frozen shrimp products sold under nine different brands. And one of them is sold by Whole Foods. 365 by Whole Foods, Sensi, C-E-N-S-E-A, Chicken of the Sea, CWNO, Hannaford, Honest Catch, Meyer, which is a supermarket chain, Open Acres, and Waterfront Bistro. Oh, that's the kind of stuff that freaks you out. And you, gotta, you just got to check. You got to see if you've got it in your freezer. And if you do, you just got to return it. I'm really terrible about looking in my freezer for meats that have been recalled. That's, you know, I, I'll Why? hear about it, and then you know, I'll forget about it. And next thing you know, apparently, I may be eating salmonella shrimp. What's wrong with boy. you? I, you hear about it. You go take a look at the freezer. You run right to the freezer, do I you? I run right to the freezer. I run. I push you my sprint? children out of the way and say, you'll either die by my hand or by salmonella. <laughs> And they step out of the way and they say, yes, father. Shrimp is one of those things, too, for me. I don't do that, actually. Please. <laughs> shrimp. Like I run. <laughs> he just does burpees. Uh, shrimp, shrimp, for me, I don't even know what a burpee is. Can, can I? Oh, it's, it's kind of exercise yeah. that people pretend to do and then talk to each other about. Uh, like, look at me. I did 12 burpees. It's like the orange theory. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, orange theory is real. That's where you go in and work out. I don't know what their theory is, though. It's all about burpees. It's not. That's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Uh, but I, for me, I love uh, when I go to a seafood restaurant. I like getting shrimp. But that's one of those things I never buy uh, for home. Do you? Do you cook shrimp at home? Do you all the, the time. Really? There is sautéed shrimp going on in my house at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. Kids love it. I love it. Super easy to do. Oh. Super, super easy to do. You do the scampi? I, well, yeah, you know, with a little garlic, a little butter, a little, a little white wine. Okay. See, I like fried shrimp. Ah. Yeah. Because, be not scampi. Because, yeah, because it's healthy. Uh, and I like a shrimp po' boy, a, a healthy shrimp po' boy sandwich uh, with lots of mayonnaise. Uh, so I, I don't really buy shrimp normally, but it's good that we're getting this information out here because there, I guess uh, apparently a, a lot of people buy shrimp. Yes, yes. There, there are a fair amount of us who believe in having a, uh, a, a well-rounded diet of delicious foods. Oh. 
which brings us to America's favorite game. Oh, no. What did Fingers Malloy eat today? We, we actually need sound effects. We, we, it, it's time we had sound effects with this. Here's how we play our game. Fingers Malloy is going to describe to you what he ate today, and then you will ask, and I will be the one who asks it for you, Fingers, how are you still alive? Fingers, what did you eat today? Well, I started off the morning with three donuts, and uh, you know I could see the concern on your face last week when I said I had a whole liter of Diet Pepsi. So this time I just got a 20-ounce Diet Pepsi. Uh, that was breakfast. And then on my way to Blend Bar Cigar to do the show. By the way, you understand none of this is stick. This is all real, documented. Uh, oh, oh, Unless I, his family is listening, in which case this is all shtick. Yes, it's all <laughs> shtick. Uh, for lunch, I forgot about lunch. For lunch, uh, they didn't have my favorite Monster Sunrise drink, uh, energy drink, because I need a little boost. Because uh, you know you, you crash after having three donuts in the morning. Oh, is that right? Yes. That's uh, uh, just science. So I had rain... Total Body Fuel Energy Drink, Orange Dreamsicle flavor. So I had that with uh, some of those uh, pecan uh, rolls that I told you about last week. Uh, that was for lunch. And then dinner on the way here, I had a Big Mac value meal uh, with a medium fry, extra salt, uh, Diet Coke, and two apple pies. Fingers oh. uh, uh. Malloy. The question everybody wants to ask. How are you still alive? I did five jumping jacks in a wind sprint today. Well, I'm sold. <laughs> Wait, what did you have with the Big Mac? Uh, well, it comes with a fry. Right. Medium fry, so I got... And what did you drink? Oh, you know what? I did not get a Diet Coke. For some reason, the McDonald's, uh, all of their fountain beverages were down. So I got a blue raspberry Slurpee. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> There's just, there's just, fit as a fiddle. <laughs> That's crazy. I bring to you now, speaking of your blue <laughs> raspberry Slurpee, uh, from the people at eatthis.com, these are the unhealthy drinks dietitians say you should stop drinking right now. Me? Yes. It's actually addressed to Fingers Malloy. <laughs> We've heard about your dietary habits. We're worried. Here it is. And the first one is Mountain Dew. They're totally right. I have had Mountain Dew with you, like, once. Maybe I've had Mountain Dew twice in my life. I don't know how people do it. I don't know how people do the Dew. Well, when I was younger, uh, I would start you mean off last my day. week? <laughs> yes. I would start off my day with three donuts and a liter of Mountain Dew. But then I stopped it because that, that stuff will kill you, Tony. <laughs> Frappuccino is on the list. That's absolutely right. I mean, the sugar content in a, in a Frappuccino, it's 47 grams. Uh, of, of, of sugar. It's only 15 milligrams of, of caffeine. Is there actual coffee in a Frappuccino? Yeah, there, 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 there is. It's, it's not much. It's not much. But we shouldn't think that it's all just, you know, the obvious. The Naked Boosted Probiotic Machine Tropical Mango. All of those kinds of drinks. 280 calories, 66 carbs, 53 grams of added sugar. Yeah, I think there are a lot of people out there who just assume if they're, you know, if they're, if it's juice, it's good for you. As we have said, I, I have never let my kids drink juice unless we're on vacation. There has never been growing up, no apple juice, no orange juice in the house. That was a treat for like the Jewish holidays and we're having wine for the kids. You'd get grape juice. Oh, 
Oh, it was like like heaven come uh, to earth, and then they could have seconds, and they were like, "What? <laughs> what fantasy world?" That, and that's that's how you get them to love religion. Yeah, <laughs> you, you bribe them with the juice. Uh, so this, no, no Mountain Dew. My kids have never had Mountain Dew. Wait. They've been smart enough never to tell me <laughs> they've had Mountain Dew, but I don't actually think they've had Mountain Dew. They're root beer fanatics, and I can't blame them because yeah. root beer is kind of great. But really, like maybe twice a year? Maybe twice a year? Twice a year for root beer? Yeah. Wow. It's got to be a thing. There's got to be a reason that we're having it. They just drink water? Water, milk. Yeah. Yeah, fingers. Every now and then, well, we, we do have Capri Sun in the house. Every now and then, they can have a Capri Sun. And that's when things right? get crazy. Like, we'll do that on Friday nights when we're like gathering for dinner, and, 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 and my wife will have a wine, or we're sharing a bourbon or something like that, and they'll get wine glasses out, and they'll put the Capri Sun <laughs> in the wine, and that's how they do it fancy. Uh, uh, but this list is right. Uh, Sunkissed Fruit Punch is on here. And then, according to them, Diet Fountain Sodas. I get the idea that less soda creates, uh, you know, supposed to leave you healthier, I don't think a diet soda every now and again is the end of days. I don't think one a day is the end of days. I'm not your doctor, but they're, they're, they're right about some of these. And again, if you are eating what Fingers Malloy is eating, chances are you need medical help. We are not giving you Fingers Diet as a suggestion. It's a warning. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, and this is the American, known as the number two, six by 54, from J.C. Newman, that sun-grown wrapper, uh, that uh, Connecticut broadleaf in the binder and the filler. It's smoking faster than I thought it would, Fingers Malloy. Starting to work my way into the second, third, big, big flavor it's it, I, i'm still there on that idea of, of the earthiness i have picked up uh, a little bit of spice going into that second maybe it's more of of a, of a cinnamon uh, going on but i think you're very right about bread and that kind of overall feel uh, that that's that's going on there big bold flavors i think it screams for an espresso more than anything else i'm enjoying it yeah you're right for me you know the the bread notes there uh it the the pepper note is there and it's just getting a little bit sweeter for me but i can't pinpoint exactly what that note is that's making it sweeter but it there's a sweetness to it not quite a like a creamy uh sweetness or, or not not like a that. sugary sweet not a sugar not a sugar sweet. cookie sweet no no but it just if it there's a tad uh, bit of sweetness and i don't know where it's coming from but i i'm really enjoying it i still don't know if i'm there at 20 dollars a stick but I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm absolutely there at $20 a stick. And I think that this is a cigar that you don't buy a box of to start with. You find that you're tobacconist and you take it home and you back porch this thing. Now, it's smoking quicker than I thought. So maybe this thing will get you done in 75 to 90 minutes, you know, hour 15, hour, hour and a half. Maybe if you're really focused and concentrating on it, it's, it's an hour to an hour and 15. And then ask yourself. I do enjoy it. I think it's got a solid flavor profile. I think that even though this is bigger, you could actually do this as a mid-morning or, or a midday cigar with, with a coffee. I, certainly after dinner cigar, if you've got time and you're not going anywhere, yeah. I, could, I could see the cigar just because it's, got a, it's just got a good boldness uh, to it. But the boldness is not in, in your face. It's just you're, you are aware of it full palate. Yeah, it, it hasn't had any problem staying lit. I am... 
you know, I've still got to turn around to where I'm trying to get more of an even burn. It is canoeing for me, but uh, I, I that doesn't frustrate me nearly as much as when I have to pick up a stick four or five times to relight it. Right. And we haven't had any problems with that. We so. have touched it up, right? Just added a little heat to it around there with, with the torch, but but not having a problem with it going out. That has not been it. No. More for more for the OCD. <laughs> uh, you know, you feel you got you to touch it up here yeah. and keep everything nice and well, smooth. Well, especially when you got my cool lighter in your hand. They, so, again, we've been asked to do the lighter reviews. So what's happening with that is, is that the YouTube channel is coming. And the videos will all be at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. But that's where we're going to get into a lot of these kinds of things. A lot of the lighter reviews, humidor reviews, because you got to see them as well. So we, we looked at, could we really do it effectively and efficiently? with the radio show podcast and the answer was yes but and with that but we're going to leave it more to that so you're going to start seeing those things on the channels and of course the instagram page eat drink smoke podcast on instagram make sure you follow and you like you do whatever it is you do over there because we're putting out more information about cigars and, and things you can know about them quick easy digestible it's been going great and people have been responding like mad to what we're doing on Instagram, Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast on Instagram. So check that out. If you're not familiar with how Instagram works, Tony especially has embraced reels and he's, you know, breaking down cigars, uh, giving you basically a 20 second review. What the the, the essential things you need to know about a particular stick. Uh, So, you know, if you're walking through and you're going to, uh, you know, you're tobacconist and you're in a humidor, it's so quick. You, you may see say, oh, you know what? I saw Tony do a 20-second video the other day on that stick. And he, he, you, know, you, get, you cut right to the chase, and it's a really good resource. Or pull out Instagram when you're in the humidor and be like, okay, what, what, what is Eat, Drink, Smoke suggesting talking about this week? Boom. Right. Give that a go. Time, Fingers Malloy, for News of the Week. Well, as you know, Tony, it's a holiday weekend, and we want to wish everyone out there a very half, happy and safe 4th of July weekend. Independence Day. It's Independence Day. Not 4th of July weekend, Fingers Malloy. I don't know about you, but I'm an American. It's Independence Day. They made a movie about it, after all. They did what? Called Independence Day. You saw it with the big spaceships, and they tried to they destroyed the White House? Did you, did, you, did you see that movie? No. It came out 25 years ago. Oh, oh I must have forgotten. So, well, anyway, big holiday uh, travel weekend. I'm traveling, Tony. Yes, you are. And yes, I'm very excited are. about that. But what I'm not excited about is apparently uh, we are getting close to another fuel shortage. Gas, gas stations around the country are reporting low fuel levels ahead of the 4th of July weekend as you know, we're at a seven-year high for gas prices. We are at a ridiculous high for gas prices. I, I, I don't know about you. In central Indiana, we're paying over $3. And when you, so do the math, just so we all understand each other. If you drive any kind of non-Chevy Volt, (laughs) and you may know the story of Fingers Malloy flying to Tucson, Arizona to buy a Chevy Volt, I am paying an extra $20 plus to fill up my tank. That means the cigar in my hand, the American from J.C. Newman, is not in my hand because that $20, my cigar budget maybe each week just went to gas. That is what happens. If you want to understand the, 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 the cost issue when gas prices go up, this is not about politics. This is about an understanding of our economics. 
Think of it as a tax. We're paying that much more. Maybe people are paying a little bit more. That much more, what you're taking away is the $80 a month that you're spending at your local cigar shop. Now multiply that by 100 people, and all of a sudden, that cigar shop has trouble staying in business. Yeah, that's true. By the way, I'm only spending $7 more on a tank of gas than I was uh, before all this happened, but that's because... I drive a Chevy Volt. Uh, Chevy Volt. By the way, it is attractive, and I think that you look great in it. Oh, thank you. That almost you have to sounded say that. sincere. You have to say those kinds of things. Uh, but, uh, no, what, what does make me a little bit nervous is when stories like this come out, you, you don't want to see people making a run for the gas station because they hear, oh, there's a shortage, and then that just creates more problems. I don't think people do that. I think that's more of a mythology that gets pushed as opposed to fact. Even when the, the whole Colonial Pipeline thing happened and you had the Russian hacking and they talked about people were freaking out over gas and they were panicked about gas, I don't think that was the case. They did what they were supposed to do. They filled up, and there's nothing wrong with people topping off. Topping off is not panic. I really... I don't think people actually do that. I think there's much less of that that goes on. You disagree with me? There's panic. Panic at the disco. Saw it. I, I don't know about that. I saw I, it in the I'm media. There was one local TV station that was in front of a gas station that had a line. There's panic all over the country. Oh, you're just the worst kind of person. <laughs> there was a TV station. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Tony. Let's switch gears a little bit because I saw a piece at Thrillist.com uh, that talked about shower beers. Having a beer in the shower. And it was uh, based on uh, Coors Light. If you go to their website, they are selling a beer holder for your shower for $18. Stop it. So I am more willing to believe people panic over gas than feel the need to drink a beer in the shower. The description, because who doesn't love a cold beer in the shower? Uh, it sticks to shiny surfaces, includes drainage system, fits cans and bottles. Uh, beer not included. Drainage system? It's, you mean it's got a hole. <laughs> Is that the drainage system? German engineers came up with this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's got a hole at the bottom of Have it. Have you ever had a beer in the shower? <laughs> no. And that's you. Get right. So this is how I know, just like how I know people aren't overly panicked. If Fingers Moy has not had a beer in the shower, no. have you ever eaten in the shower? Now, if they had a donut holder, I could understand. No, have you ever no, eaten in the shower? No. Ever? No, of course I, I have not. never ever. Because I'm a guy. Uh, listen, I, I don't know. Most of the guys I've talked to when this comes up, if you've got you know girls in the house, I've got two daughters to take a half hour shower. Five minutes, boom, boom. I can go five minutes without a beer. That's just me. Now, if you're in the tub, okay, that's a completely different thing. Should I tell you about my hot tub experience? Oh, that's a tease. Oh, no, no. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. It, this, was a, this was a possible hot tub buying experience. I'm closer to buying a hot tub than I am to buying a grill. <laughs> that's everything that's wrong with me. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Go to EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Remember, you can find our reviews on cigars, bourbon, and food over at our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Vegas is coming back, baby. They figured out how to do buffets, and now they are back. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, Tony Katz, and right there is Fingers Malloy. Tourism coming back. We've already seen people coming back on, on the flights. You and I will be in Vegas in a couple of weeks for a cigar conference and chance to talk to some great people. We'll bring you all of those uh, interviews. Uh, but they believe this, according to the UNLV Center for Business and Economic Research, 
Visitor volume is going to climb 57% this year and 13.2% next year. Now, remember, this is Vegas. Vegas is very specific and particular and might not be representative of the rest of the country. That said, this is fantastic news and everything you want to see. You want to see these things coming back in a big way. Yeah, and Las Vegas has opened up two huge new resorts in the last six months. Circa, which is downtown Las Vegas on Fremont Street. It replaced a whole city block on Fremont Street. Who loves Fremont Street? Ah, Fingers Malloy loves Fremont Street. That's right. Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. So uh, they opened up Circa, which took up a whole city block. uh, uh, used to be the Las Vegas Club on Fremont Street. And now, just this past week, they opened up uh, the first new resort on the Strip and in several years called Resort World. And, you know, they had to, I believe they had to hire 6,000 people. It's a huge resort. And they're doing something that's very interesting. Uh, it's a cashless, in many ways, a cashless casino. Cashless gaming. Where you have to load up an app on your phone and go to a kiosk. And then there, there's no cash exchanging hands. Which is going to be very interesting because I know someone like my dad, 83 years old, he... That's going to turn him off. But he's, this, ne- he's never going to go there. No. That's not the audience. Right. So this, this is a millennial audience place. This may be the future. Cashless gaming, where everything is just done on your app. They aren't making it so easy to where you could sit at the machine and just do it there. You, there ha- there's an extra step where you have to go to a kiosk. But this may be the future of gaming, and it's going to be interesting to see how this But unfolds. don't they still have to have cash on hand at the casino? Because if you want to cash out, you should be able to cash out. You I, would think so. I think there are rules about that. Well, That's yeah. my point. Well, and the other thing, too, is if you are, I don't know how the table games work. I mean, you've got chips. So right. uh, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see if this, because usually you'll see trends in Vegas. One casino will step out and do something like charge for parking. Parking used to be free. Now many resorts in Las Vegas charge you for parking uh and people said oh that would never catch on well when one casino starts making money from parking then they all jump in it'll be interesting to see if uh this this takes place in other casinos but this is very encouraging to see vegas coming back if you look at any of the uh vegas youtubers uh pompsy uh runs a channel it's the pompsy channel uh he does vegas reviews and he does live streaming of the strip and it looks just like it did in 2019. I mean, people are coming back in a big way. Well, I'm, I'm very, very happy about that. I don't know what chances we're going to get. We've gotten some incredibly good food recommendations. People have got their favorite restaurants, favorite steak place. When you go to Vegas, if you've got a good one, send it to us. Put it on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. What steak places, what restaurants should we go to on the strip? We're not leaving the strip. We're not going a quarter mile off the strip. If it is not on the strip, it, we're, we're not, we're not, we're not doing. Don't send us to Henderson. That's just, that's just not what this trip is is about. But I'm willing, I'm, I'm willing to open up the pocketbook and do the things for good food. Well, I'll tell you, a steakhouse. It really surprised me. I didn't realize uh, that it existed and is as good as it is. A circus circus doesn't normally have uh, a great reputation, uh, but apparently their steakhouse was voted best steakhouse in Vegas for like 20 years in a row. And it's it, when you think circus circus, you don't usually think circus fine. circus was big in the 80s or big in the 90s, 70s, and uh, well maybe the 80s, yeah. And uh, that's at the very north end of the strip by uh, the Stratosphere, and uh, there's not a lot else around that area. 
Um, so uh, that's one place that you know may want to hit. Does it really matter where you stay on the strip? I mean, you are you're you're the Vegas expert. Does it really matter where you stay? on the strip does it matter if you're on the north end or the south end does it, do you have to be in the middle of it all do you have to be on the strip to have a good time oh of course not no my choice is always fremont street you know i've said it on several occasions tony i'm just a blue collar joe you know i don't feel comfortable in places like Wynn, which is very beautiful and i know you're a win guy uh, but it's very fancy bellagio uh, caesar's palace very fancy places but there are places on the strip uh, like Link and Harrah's uh, and, uh, you know, the Luxor, places like that, that are kind of the uh, middle of the road uh, casinos where you can, you know, don't feel like that you're out of place if you're just a middle class person that wants to have a good time in, in Las Vegas. It's not too fancy. Uh, but to answer your question, yeah, of course you can. You can just you, you could just fly to Vegas and stay at the resort and go nowhere else. Just at the one casino hotel that you're staying at. You know, I bought a, a suit for the trip. You, you did? I did. How did that go for you? Um, extremely well. Yeah? It turns, it turns out that during COVID, I have lost weight. And I actually picked up a suit that I found at a, at a, what, a consignment shop. I'm like, this is pretty cool. But it was big. I was like, all right, I'll have it taken in. So I go in uh, to, to, to the tailor, and, and uh, they, do, they do a great job w- with the suits. And I bought, I bought an all-American suit, made in the USA suit. Uh, fantastic. And started going through the suits I have, and they're, they're all very big on me. And two of the suits, the tailor was like, yeah, I can't do anything with this. I'm like, what do you mean you can't do anything with this? He goes, you've lost too much weight. Now, if you've seen me, you'd be like, you didn't lose any weight. But compared to where I was, I guess, I've lost a fair amount of weight. Do you feel like you've lost that uh, kind I feel of taller. <laughs> and, 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 and my tailor, is, is, his, his name is, is Anthony. He's like, if, if I, I have to charge you $400 to do everything I have to do, to get this suit to fit you right. So just go buy a new suit. So I bought, I bought a suit and I, bu- I bought a blazer. I, I, okay. Yeah. Well, this is what I got to do. This is what I got to do. Well, it's funny. We're in the same boat. I bought two new t-shirts. Is that right? For Vegas. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, unfortunately, my old t-shirts uh, still fit me because I'm still fat. <laughs> <laughs> so there I will be in Vegas. And the temperatures right now are 192 degrees. And I will be in full suit. Not a tie. I don't wear a tie. I don't wear a tie because I'm a big guy, and the idea of oh of the tie, I, I always feel for the big guys when they wear a tie. You know they're miserable. You know they're uncomfortable. So I've done everything I can to create a world where I don't have to wear a tie. Well, especially when you are – listen, it's always – 68 in the casino, but you're going to be walking around a little bit and it's going to be 111 in Las Vegas in July. Uh, not Thai weather by any stretch of the imagination. So I, so I once, uh, a couple times in my life, I've done radio stuff from the White House. And uh, I think when I, I actually interviewed Donald Trump, President Trump, I don't think I was wearing a tie. I had forgot. I did bring it with me. I forgot to put it on, and by that moment, it was too late. It was already in front of me. So I, I did the That's thing. That's why you need an emergency clip-on, <laughs> just in case the president walks in. I once he he was visiting uh, Indianapolis, uh, the vi- the former vice president Mike Pence, and so I got the chance to to interview him. And and I get to the interview, and I'm wearing the tie. And as I walk into the room to say hi to him, he had just taken his tie off. <laughs> Tony, how are you? I'm like. Well, first, I'm getting rid of this thing. I just took the tie. I don't even remember if I took it home. So, so former Vice President Pence may have my tie. The one thing he doesn't have 
is uh, my Giza Dream Sheets from MyPillow, which are sensational. You got to use promo code TONY when you go to MyPillow.com. They've got much more than pillows. The Giza Dream Sheets, they are incredibly comfortable. Guaranteed the cotton is uh, the, the, uh, the Giza Dream Sheets is the world's best. That's my take. Grown in a small area of the Mediterranean, made into a fabric, ultra soft, breathable. It's got a sateen weave, leaves them luxurious with the finish, sleeping like a dream, color sizes, whatever you need. They have got it at MyPillow, machine washable, durable, and all the Giza Dream uh, sheet sets, try and say that uh, on, on radio or podcast, comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. You can get two sets for one low price. Go to MyPillow.com, and you'll check out the Radio Listener Square. Click on that, put in Tony, T-O-N-Y, and you will get the deal, and you'll see everything else they have. Two sets of Giza Dream Sheets for one low price and free shipping with promo code Tony. MyPillow.com, promo code Tony. MyPillow.com, promo code Tony. We are smoking the American from J.C. Newman, and this is Eat, Drink, Smoke. With Independence Day right around the corner, literally upon us, no, wait, for many people, it could be here. We said, what would be the perfect drink for Independence Day? And the answer was beer. The answer was beer, but we couldn't get away from our bourbon roots, so we decided to put it all together. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy, and from the people at Dragon's Milk, it is the Dragon's Milk White Bourbon Barrel-Aged White Stout. Now, Dragon's Milk does this, does a stout that's rich and creamy, and people know it all over the place. This is from New Holland Brewing. This, Fingers Malloy, uh, you, you were in charge of picking, and you said this looks like something you could have 15 or 20 of. Well, Yeah. Uh, but no, I, this not necessarily is, in a row. No, of course not. Uh, never done that. But here's the deal. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, listen, it's it's Independence Day weekend. That's right. People are around their grill. Well, most people are around their grill. Oh, don't talk to me. Cooking and they're 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 enjoying beer. And you know, we usually like to do bourbon whiskey stuff like this. Uh, you know, stuff like that. And to have this particular thing, where it's like we're we're combining. The best of both worlds, a bourbon barrel-aged white stout. I felt that it was perfect because this does not look like a typical stout, Tony. No. So this is, this is blonde. This stout is blonde. It is 6% alcohol by volume. It's available year-round, and it goes into those uh, bourbon barrels. So you think of what the bourbon is going to bring, right? When, when you talk about a barrel, you're talking about charred oak, first use, you get that oaky flavor out of it. You can get that caramel out of it. And they describe it over there, Dragon's Milk, not a sponsor, though they should be. Coffee, chocolate, and vanilla. We're going to find out if they're right. We have poured it out. It had a very good head to it, but that went away pretty quick. Um, it, it almost looks like a wheat beer, I guess, is what you would want to call it right there. Uh, with, with Golden more than it is an amber, and for no, sure. Nothing like you would expect from a stout. Like you said, that head went away very quickly. There's not that typical creamy head that you would see. But that nose is vanilla like a mother, man. Holy cow. Yeah, it really is. Mm, the chocolate comes back uh, is, is a little bit in the, in the background there. 
Oh, oh, it smells, it's, it's weird. It doesn't look like, it smells exactly like a stout fingers. Yeah, but people, if you said, I'm drinking a stout right now, and they saw your glass, they would, they would call you a filthy liar. No, you're right. It does, it does look like, because it is cloudy, it does have a very wheat beer look to it. Now, one of the reasons we did this is because Fingers Malloy and I are on a mission, and you may not know this. We try very hard on this show not to be haters of things. I think people do reviews, and they think a review is based on how they can trash something. We talk about it about its value. We talk about it about the dollars and cents. We talk about it about is it in your humidor? Is it uh, in, 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 in your bar? Right. Those are the ways we kind of uh, uh, address it. But we have a vehement opposition to the IPA. How the IPA has taken over beer, it's beyond my understanding. I cannot bring myself to like IPAs. I try, and I try, and at a, mo- a moment, there's a moment where you're like, you know what, I give up. It's my palate. It's not for me. There are more than IPAs in the beer world. I trash IPAs, and it's only out of personal frustration. As and a, pure spite. Yeah, well, there's that too. As a porter stout drinker. I am just always frustrated and amazed when I go into a bar and they have 10 beers on tap and it feels like nine of them are IPAs. Yeah, it's, I, I can't believe that people really want that. I, I can't stop the trend, but we can certainly fight for, for, for the Porter Stout people. So this is New Holland Dragon's Milk White. You ready to do this, Fingers Oh, Malloy? I've been ready for this all day. Look at that. Look at that. That's going on a T-shirt, by the way. Uh, swag coming soon. EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. You ready, Fingers Malloy? That so nose is great. Sweet. It's so sweet on the nose. Here we go. He's bringing it in. Now, you can't really do the things you do with a bourbon, right? And moving around the mountain, do the, what's known as the Kentucky Chew, and get all those things done. Oh, Fingers it, no, 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 no. It, it is amazing how this tastes more like a lager than a stout, but yet it still has a little bit of the creaminess that you would expect from the stout. It's very crisp. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to... I'm going to have to take another drink. Oh, is that right? Yeah, to get that flavor profile, it's sweet. It's, it's, it's a very interesting beer. It's not at all what you would expect from a stout. Now, lagers, Budweiser's a lager. Coors, is, 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 isn't Coors a lager as well? Isn't Miller Genuine Draft a lager? So those, that's when people hear lagers, that's what you're thinking of, but that may not be what it is you're describing. Yeah, it is. Boy, this is on. Uh, we talked in the first hour about how when it comes to a cigar, the time of year can really impact how you feel about what you're smoking. And it goes the same way for what you are drinking, whether it's a bourbon or in this case, uh, this beer. This may not be something that I would grab on a cold day, but there's something about this that really hits the spot on a very hot, humid day here in central Indiana. I'm really interested to see how you feel about it. There's a sweetness, there's a crispness to it, but yet there's just a little bit of creaminess that you would expect from a stout. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see what you what you think. And by the way, history of lagers, if, if we go back, lagers are really, you know, German, Austrian. That's that's where lagers are, are, are from. I'm doing it right now. It's just in the pint glass, exactly, a chilled pint glass. Exactly as you would think it should be uh, to your health. Again, that nose is vanilla, and it's got that chocolate behind it. Let's see how that flavor goes. There he goes. He's in doing the Memphis Munch. That's not how you do a beer. Okay. First, that's very good. 
That is easy going. I could finish this. But it, you're you're right. It's not it's it's not a stout as you would think a stout. It's not full like you would think a stout. It's not as thick as a stout. It's got a little bit of crispness that maybe you'd associate with the lager at the end there. An almost bitter touch to the tip and middle of the tongue. I'm not saying that's a negative. I'm just giving the flavor profile here, but I'm taking another sip. You should take another sip. And at 6% alcohol by volume, it's what you would expect from a stout, but not necessarily, you know, Guinness is only, I believe, 4%. So this has a little bit more kick, but you don't taste it. There's not a, a strong alcohol taste to this. It, it, it's, it's very good. No, there's not, a, there's not a strong alcohol taste to it at all. Uh, it, I see how it works for summer. Oh, this can work for summer because it's... I don't mind the heavy. I'm down with the heavy. My God, look at me. But some people don't like that on, on a summer, on, on a hot day or on a humid day. This will do the trick. Dragon's Milk White from New Holland Brewing. This is fun, but without question, this is a, a specific, specific profile. And the big one is it totally screws with you. Because because <laughs> you've got that vanilla, those 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 porter esque kind of flavorings that you would expect from this deep, dark, almost black beer that would pour from from the can or, or from the bottle. This came in a can, by the way, and you can get this as a six pack from the people at Drizzly, who would be great sponsors of the Eat Drink Smoke program. Thirteen ninety nine for a four pack for a six pack for a six pack. I'd buy it. Yeah, I wouldn't think twice. It's that good. Well. Maybe that's because you just had 15, 20 in a row. <laughs> oh, no. To, to buy one, bring it home, give it a shot. Yeah, for sure. And actually pairs with the cigar, the American J.C. Newman, in a nice way. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at Go Eat, Drink, Smoke, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke, and Instagram, at Eat, Drink, Smoke Podcast. Two things are coming together, and I think they're going to create a problem for the restaurant industry because I don't think the consumer is going to be able to connect the two in their mind and say, I'm in. Tea, drink, smoke, everybody. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Go to eatdrinksmokeshow.com and get the podcast if you're not already listening to it. And make sure you subscribe, whether that's on Apple Podcasts or Audible through Amazon Music, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. We are everywhere. We need you subscribing, downloading, doing all the things. EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Just click on download, and you can pick your favorite uh, podcast platform and then get the podcast. And the story starts with North, a North Carolina restaurant, and they are adding a 20% fair wage service fee to every bill. Now, this is not what you may have seen in some restaurants where they're adding a COVID-19 fee. These, this is restaurants saying things were tough, we're trying to get back, and we are charging an overage. We're charging, a, a, not a cover, I don't even know what you would describe it as, but they charge these fees. And you can decide as a, as a consumer, am I down for this or not? This fair wage service fee is based on the idea that people in the hospitality industry, servers, bartenders, aren't getting paid enough. So instead of the restaurant raising prices by a dollar, 
or paying people more as, as they feel they need to, they're saying to us, you're responsible for us, the restaurant, paying our people more. And I am not so sure that the American populace is down for this idea. The idea of built-in gratuities very often happens in a party of six or more. You'll see, you know, they, they put the, the built-in gratuity, and you'll see servers give the back-and-forth argument of whether or not it pays to add the built-in gratuity because they think they'll get more uh, if, if, if they don't do such a thing. I have been confronted with that. Fingers Malloy, you've been in, the, in, in service. You've been confronted with that. Anybody who has worked in the bar business has been, or in the restaurant business has been confronted with that. But the way that this one is being phrased, and I, I doubt this is the only restaurant doing it. This one's in Durham, North Carolina, a place called Pizzeria Toro. 20% gratuity called a fair wage service fee. Are they then expecting tips on top of that? You take a look at this, Fingers. Where does this take you? It takes me to a place uh, that I think a lot of Americans will feel uncomfortable with, and it is this. I don't like the idea of being told that I have to tip a certain amount for service. It is, to me, look, 10% for years was the standard, right? And then it's gone. How old are you? uh, Pretty old. 10% 10% used to be the standard, and now you know we're up to 20%, and I'm fine paying 20%. I used to be in the service industry. I, I used to be a bartender. I tip more than 20%. If the service is good, but if, if you're forced to pay that, no matter what kind of the quality service you get, I think that's troubling for a lot of people, and I think it's going to turn a lot of people off. What I can't get the answer to is whether or not they're putting this on there and then expecting a tip on top of it. Is this their way of doing a service fee? Because this is a political statement. And I think Americans, while they, they have their politics, and very often we've, we add too much politics to everything, when they're going out to eat, they don't want that. Now, maybe they made a decision of where to go out to eat because of it. Right. They had certain inclinations, predilections, uh, think places they feel more comfortable. Sure. I don't know if they want this pushed on them. And if it's the idea of paying people what you think they deserve, let me take you to a story from CoastalBreezeNews.com. And it's the story of how a Texas fast food chain called Lane's Chicken Fingers. You ever been to the Lane's Chicken Fingers? They have great chicken fingers. They also have good tofu. I just let that sit there, see what happened. <laughs> they have had such a worker shortage, and we have discussed this many times, and people know it. Your neighbors, if they have any kind of retail business, they are having trouble, or any kind of business, construction, having real troubles finding people, and that also gets political. They have decided that because places like Jimmy John Sandwiches are offering signing bonuses, Chipotle Mexican Grill will pay college tuition for those who work at least 15 hours a week after working there for four months. Taco Bell is offering paid family leave to managers. This fast food chain is looking at teenagers who work there and say, hey, you could be management. Here's $50,000 a year. Wow. $50,000 as a teenager to manage a Lane's Chicken Fingers. Now, there's a place that said, we need people, 
we will find good people at this younger age group and we will develop them. It's worth it to us. We've got an economic plan in place. Let's go to work. That is a business making the decision for themselves. The pizzeria is telling you, we don't want to do it. You have to do it. And that's where the difference is. It's interesting that you, you look at this business model and you wonder if it's going to work because it's so much of it is about homegrown talent. You know, usually when an 18, 19 year old works at a fast food restaurant, it's only to, to get through school. And then, you know, they're not going to be there for more than a couple of years. You're, you're getting them early. You're training them for management. It's interesting to see if that will work and they'll be able to retain employees during uh, an economic climate where people aren't retaining. They're lucky to get employees, let alone retain them. It'll be does, inter- does the offering of a salary of that size for someone who's 17 make them say, you know what? I don't need to go to college. I've got a career. I'm good to go. And it's a skill set that you can take with you to other places. I could do online college, which is happening more and more. I could do part-time. I could do community college, a series of things where maybe there's something to this about building a level of brand loyalty, about developing people out, and maybe others get into this idea of developing people out, and then people will leave Lane's chicken fingers to go over to a Chick-fil-A, and then vice versa, or I'm using Chick-fil-A as an example here. Maybe they're onto something based on the way Gen Z and others view their future. And maybe that traditional track isn't their future. They may be onto something fascinating. Yeah, maybe we're looking at the beginning of how people look at college and saying it's not worth the cost. And if I could get some sort of management training like this and have, if I'm a 23-year-old who has been in management at a popular chain restaurant, that should open the door to other management opportunities uh, in the economy. Maybe we're looking at a a whole new trend of people saying, you know what, I can't afford an $80,000 student loan, and this may be the future. Google runs ads on TV that I've seen. You can get your certificate in coding or this or that or whatever, six months. And then you can take that certificate and probably go get a job. This is the same mathematics right here. Not everybody wants to code. Very interesting. As for the pizzeria in North Carolina, if I saw that on a bill, I would not stay. I'll take care of the servers I see fit. There has to be faith in the customer. Your politics aside, this is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. Tony Katz and Fingers Malloy right there smoking the American from J.C. Newman, the 6x54, just starting to get into the final third of this cigar. Takes us a little bit longer to smoke because we're talking. <laughs> as, as we do it, it has a very, very worthy uh, sweetness. It has a wonderful earth flavor. It has been big on the palate. $20 a stick, $18 to $20. In my humidor, yes, by the box, No. This is an every now and again cigar. I think people are very unfamiliar with the American from J.C. Newman. If you like some of those big, earthier flavors, a little bit of bread, some of that espresso, some of that earth, this is absolutely for you. Yeah, and uh, it wouldn't be in my humidor, but I would definitely 
have it at a cigar lounge if I saw it, if I wanted to try something different than I would normally grab. Um, it's been enjoyable. Uh, the canoeing has stopped for me. I've got an even burn. Uh, and again, you know, maybe I've had to touch it up once or twice, but it hasn't been a struggle to keep it lit. Nice, pleasant smoke. Uh, yeah, I would recommend it smoking it again. And Independence Day is here, so fine cigar to do. We'll actually have our Independence Day cigar options for you coming up in just a little bit. And we have paired it with a Dragon's Milk White. It is a bourbon barrel-aged white stout. Comes from the people at New Holland who do Dragon's Milk. I'm going to finish this. It's got this little bit of almost, uh, it, it's got the, the, the nose of vanilla. It's got the nose of chocolate. It absolutely smells like a stout, but it looks uh, like a lager in, in that golden color. The flavor is, is there, but a little bit of crisp on the end, almost a little bit of lemon that comes on the end. I enjoy it. Tremendously, not as much as I enjoy lagers and, and porters. I mean, uh, stouts and porters, but I'm enjoying it. And to your health. It is not a one-trick pony. There is a lot going on here, and that's why I definitely recommend this. I highly recommend it. There's that creaminess of the stout. There's a crispness to it. It has gotten progressively sweeter as I've been drinking it. Um, and it, okay, it, some people may be turned off by the price. I mean, a six-pack for almost $14. $14. Uh, that may turn some people off, but we've, we've talked about it when it comes to craft beers, how people are turning more to quality versus quantity. And this is definitely a high quality beer. Now, this is something that I will keep in, in, in the fridge and, and on these uh, for the summer, if you want something that gives you that kind of uh, uh, porter stout feel, but doesn't have all the heaviness, this is working. This is working terrific. The New Holland Dragon's Milk White. Check that out. Fingers Malloy, it's time for News of the Week. Oh, got some, possibly some good news, Tony, in well, the like cigar news. world. We've been talking for months about how the FDA has been uh, sticking its nose into premium cigars, and they're talking about banning flavored tobacco. Well, there's a bipartisan bill in Congress seeking to get the Food and Drug Administration out of the premium cigar industry. That's me with a little bit of applause there. <laughs> this is about the, uh, the recognition that cigars are not cigarettes, something we have been talking about for years and advocating for, that when the FDA gets into this idea of lumping it all together because they simply don't know and refuse to do the work to recognize the difference between a premium cigar, a work of art, rolled by hand, engaged in world trade, and cigarettes. There's a huge huge difference now you go back to supreme court fda versus brown and williamson tobacco reason.com with the great write-up here the fda then didn't then have the ability to regulate tobacco because it was not a drug nor was, was it a device so you got the tobacco control act of 2009 because well leave it to the federal government to want to control uh, things this measure comes from Two congresspeople out of Florida, a Republican and a Democrat. Why? Because cigars are a big business in Florida, and they understand that they need to protect the people in that industry and don't get involved in the politics. This is fantastic news. Uh, there's there's a uh, also a, a um, Senate version that Senator Marco Rubio had put back in February, and this is to create boundaries delineate the boundaries 
of for the FDA on the Tobacco Control Act, so it doesn't apply to premium cigars. So a premium cigar is the, the best way to describe that is the thing you're not getting at the gas station. The premium cigar is hand rolled, even though there can be machine rolled. Uh, it's just it's a very rare thing these days. Uh, premium cigars. It is about uh, the thing that is 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 of of higher cost and of higher uh, uh, of value. Um, Cigars are distinct from cigarettes, and that's not only me saying it. Drew Newman of J.C. Newman Cigar, we're actually smoking the American here. The FDA's own research shows that premium cigars are distinct from cigarettes. Therefore, it does not make sense to treat them the same. This is excellent. Call your member of Congress and call your senator. Email, whatever you want to do, and tell them to be in, in favor of this, to be in favor. I got to get the, the name of, of the bill. I don't have the bill in front of me, and that's driving me crazy. We'll get it on, on, on the Facebook page. You got to get them to be in favor of not lumping these things together, splitting them up, because what does it mean? It means you still get to smoke cigars, and you're not going to pay exorbitant taxes on them, which is exactly what they want to do to cigarettes. Yeah, and we've seen this with the Bourbon Caucus in Kentucky, right, where a group of legislators got together and they are trying to educate their fellow legislators on bourbon and uh, how it impacts like the state of Kentucky. It's good to see members of the House of Representatives and, and the United States Senate who have an interest in premium cigars trying to do the exact same Thing, But it always feels like an uphill battle when it comes to this yeah. stuff because they've done a very good job of lumping cigarettes with cigars, lumping them together and just saying tobacco bad. One of the things that uh, Drew Newman refers to, or that when he talks about this, it seems that he's referring to an FDA report going back to 2015. And they did a report on the risks of, of cigar smoking. Two premium cigars a day is associated, as is written here, with little significant health risk. And of those who smoke premium cigars, only 3.3% smoke one every day. Even fewer smoke two per day. The, the risk is minimal. We've known this, and we've known that there aren't studies that really dig into this because it's not an inhaled product, which if you ask a lot of these politicos, they don't even know that. They, they, they think... That, that it's an inhaled product, and of course it isn't. Try and inhale a cigar. No, wait. No. Don't you ever try to inhale a cigar. That's only bad news. This is, is fantastic. Well, and the Senate version is called the Traditional Cigar Manufacturing and Small Business Jobs Preservation Act of 2021. Oh. It's never a short name. Catchy. Save Our Cigars, 2021. It's, it's never something like that. It's, it's a whole long thing, but call your senators, call your congressmen, uh, make sure they, they get on board because this is very important to... The cigar industry, and I know that, uh, that that people don't like doing that kind of stuff. They 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 smoke a cigar and they listen to eat drink smoke on the weekend, or they're listening to the podcast and and make sure you subscribe, like, follow. It's free. Get the podcast, please, and download and subscribe, and we appreciate it. But they don't want to get involved. This is for relaxation. It's important to call because this is the thing you do for relaxation. It's important to call because you want to keep this industry going. Part of what we do as a show is about supporting the industry. Very, very important to us. We'll support other people's blogs, other people's videos, the industry as a whole. When we see an issue, we're going to say so. We're not shy. But being supportive of the industry is very important. This is mom and pop businesses 
we're going to this big cigar convention. People are like, oh, big cigar convention. It's not a big corporate behemoth. These are people who have small businesses as cigar manufacturers selling to small businesses in terms of cigar shops, tobacconists, things like that. And they're talking deals and they're talking prices and they're talking the issues and they're dealing with the legislative side of things because it affects the li- their livelihoods. And these people are your neighbors. So definitely, definitely, definitely do that. You got you to be reaching out. And then you got to subscribe. Don't forget to go to EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. You'll see the latest news. You'll see the reviews. You will see the podcast right there so you can start listening to it while you're doing all the other things in your day and then subscribe and listen to that podcast when you do all of your things. Doesn't matter what they are. Notice I'm not judging. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Did you know Audible isn't just for audiobooks? They have podcasts too. And you guessed it, Eat, Drink, Smoke is now on Audible. Listen to us there. Eat, drink, smoke. The latest weight loss craze is actually a torture device. No, seriously, it's a torture device. Eat, drink, smoke. Good to be with you. Tony Katz and Fingers Malloy right there. Twitter, go eat, drink, smoke and eat, drink, smoke podcast on Instagram. Go to Instagram, eat, drink, smoke podcast. It's a weight loss tool that prevents the mouth from opening more than two millimeters. It's called the Dental Slim Diet control. Now, fingers boy, let me explain to you how this works. You take a, uh, a, 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 a bicuspid. I don't know which tooth that is. But one of the tooth, tooth's teeth near the molars. And then you, 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 you fit a metal device on the top and then a metal device on the bottom. And then it's got a magnet. And when that magnet comes together, Boom. You cannot open your mouth more than two millimeters, forcing you into a liquid diet. You can't talk. You can't yawn. You can't move your jaw around in case it feels a little stiff in one spot. This comes from medical professionals, we're told, at the University of Otago in New Zealand and scientists from Leeds in the UK. It also comes from the Middle Ages. <laughs> People are out of their minds. Yeah. Now, according to uh, this piece here, you can only open your mouth two millimeters wide. So for those of you in the United States who aren't familiar with the metric system, that's really tiny. That's really tiny. <laughs> that, <laughs> it's a little tiny cap. Right. You, uh, you ch- checked out the conversion there. Yeah, Google. right. But uh, my question is, uh, how are you going to brush your teeth? How are you going to floss? Well, you can still smile. Yeah, but you can't get... The back of your teeth, right? Two, two millimeters. How are you going to floss? You can't. Ooh. You can't floss, right? Because you're taking a look at dental hygiene. I'm discussing the torture methodology <laughs> in place. Someone thought this was a good idea. That's the part that blows my mind. What seems blows my mind? What seems more radical to you? And and when I ask you this question, people who have had this procedure, I'm not judging you. You do what you do, whatever makes you happy and makes you feel better. Uh, getting your stomach stapled or having a device put in your mouth that you can only open it two millimeters wide. Well, count me in on the stomach stapling. Yeah. Compare... Compared to having your jaw wired shut, that's basically what they're doing here. Yeah. Without question. This is, this is not only a terrible idea. My fear is that some parent's going to think it's the right thing to do for their kid. 
And that, that's that's more than I can take. Well, the other thing, too, that'll be strange is uh, if you're walking by someone with this contraption, maybe they'll be able to pick up eat, drink, smoke through their mouth with this weird magnetic system that they have going on. It may turn into a radio. Who knows? May pick up signals. May be able to pick up air traffic controllers. Does it take so much for people to look at something and go, that's a terrible idea? I mean, that's an absolutely miserable, awful, ignorant, foolhardy idea. People got into a conference room and listened to a pitch for this device. And they said uh, amongst the group, this is a fantastic idea. We're going to make tons of money. Tons of money, Jerry. That's what we're going to do. We're going to make a ton of money with people putting magnets in their mouth and not being able to open their mouth to floss. Nobody, nobody said this. <laughs> no one at all. <laughs> at all and in any place. This is just such a miserable, terrible idea. I can't, can't say it enough. Have you ever fasted before? Yeah, I've fasted before. I've done that. I don't need my jaw wired <laughs> shut to do so. Right. I can't say it again. If you're this desperate to lose weight, you need us you need help. You need you need more than this. You need you need to talk to somebody. And you to do that you need your mouth open. So are you saying mouth magnets wouldn't make a great sponsor of the Eat Drink Smoke Radio program? I am saying that if you do a mouth magnet or this dental slim, whatever it is, chances are we cannot be friends. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. Now fingers below. Independence Day is is upon us, and and I, I said to you, what are some good Independence Day cigars? What are cigars that are perfect for the back deck this time around? Right, we we, we could talk about the cigars that are themed, and I and I have got uh, those to discuss. But I wanted you to discuss a, a, a bourbon and, and and a cigar. What works for you Independence Day weekend? Well, you know I. Th- Got to thinking about this, and uh, a stick that I had recently that I really didn't really enjoyed was the Christoph Maduro. Ah, good cigar. Yeah, you know, you get the the coffee bean note, the uh, you know cocoa, uh, you know, kind of a sweet chocolate finish. It's medium bodied, and you know, we always talk about value on the show. You can get a robusto, right, anywhere from nine to eleven dollars a stick. Uh, to me, uh, that's a really enjoyable smoke on the back deck and something that I know I'm going to enjoy this 4th of July weekend in Las Vegas. <laughs> Boys going to Vegas. What are you going to do? I went themed for this, if only because there's three interesting cigars worth trying in that all-American theme. The one we're doing today, the American from J.C. Newman in that Toro size, that 6x54, it is a big smoke. I am still working into the final third, but it didn't overwhelm. It didn't take over. It hasn't taken over yet, but the earthy with a little bit of, of, of coffee, with that cedar, with that touch of bread, for a certain person who likes those flavors, this works. Then, something we did last week in preparation, and that is the Camacho Liberty Series 2021. In that same kind of price point right there, it's a 7x48. It's a Churchill with that Ecuadorian wrapper. It's Nicaraguan in the binder, uh, and, and, and the filler is from the Dominican and Honduras. 
It is a special cigar, meaning that they only bring it out once a year. But you should be able to find it at your local uh, tobacco shop, your local local cigar shop. It's going to do you great on the back deck. And one that we haven't reviewed and I actually haven't had in forever, it is the CAO American. The CAO America, the Potomac, is a 5x56. They come in different sizes with the Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro and Shade. It's, it's this really cool-looking uh, wrapper-type barber pole kind of, of, of style and uh, filler that comes from uh, Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic. Probably find it for $7 a cigar. Nice. And at $7 a cigar and something that might, depending on who you are, bring it close to two hours, great way to be on the deck. I get it. There's a little bit of kitsch in this. It's Independence Day. We're going with the theme cigars. Yeah, I did it. But they're also really interesting cigars. I will admit I haven't had uh, the America in a while. The last CAO I purchased was the Amazon Basin, which is a very special cigar. It comes out once a year that I've always enjoyed and did get a chance uh, to, to, to pick one up. As for what you're drinking, Fingers Malloy, we've got uh, the, the Dragon's Milk, uh, the White Stout, which has been wonderful. I'm finishing mine. What, do you, what, do you, what is you? What are you drinking for, for Independence Well, Day? if I'm not drinking this stout, I thought, well, let's keep this simple. If you're going to uh, your family's house, you want to bring a bottle, make it Maker's Mark. It's easy to get. Uh, the mash bill, 70% corn, 16% wheat, 14% malted barley. It's 90 proof. Uh, you know, on the nose, you get the vanilla and the caramel on the palate, the vanilla and oak notes. 30 bucks a bottle, Tony. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. If you want to step it up for, for Independence Day, it's the double oak from Woodford Reserve. I opened another bottle recently. It just is, it's, it's that good. Double oaked really is better than, than Woodford. Now, I've tried some other Woodford Reserves that I've enjoyed. The Double Oak just hits in the right spot. Just hits in that. It almost to a, to a sense of, of, of luscious. I think it'll be great for, for Independence Day. The American from J.C. Newman. Check that out. I finished it, Fingers Malloy. How, how rare that I finish a drink? Before me. Before you, the Dragon's Milk, the White Stout. That's good. This will work great for you. For Independence Day. Check out those cigars. You can go to the Facebook page and you can get a listing of those Independence Day cigars. Have a wonderful one. Remember that it's a good country. Enjoy yourselves. This is Eat Drink Smoke.